This is the InfoMoto Podcast. Presented by Autoglim. Well, Spence. G'day, Snag. How are you, mate? Good to see you. You too. Back at the InfoMoto Podcast. It's good. It's good to have you back to, so we can do this again. Yes, I've actually missed the office a little bit. Yeah. Bit of band. Yeah, a bit of banter. Did you miss me? See, I would expect a little bit more than that. So what do we got? Look, let's not bore people. Let's well, we're going straight. We're right in motorcycle silly season. We've got the MotoGP coming up in Australia finally again. Yes. Um, and then ICMA, which is New Bike News Central. So we're actually, we've actually got a big part in all of that. Where Tell us about the Festival of Motorcycling, which you've been organising over the last couple of days. Well, the Festival of Motorcycling is set to dovetail into the uh, Grand Prix and the Grand Prix, of course, at... Uh, so Phil- the weekend before... Weekend before, yeah. October 7 to 11, actually five days of events down there, uh, the Festival of Motorcycling before the Phillip Island Grand Prix, which is set down for uh, October 14 to 16. So uh, we're a big part of that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Chocolate starfish, Spence? Do you know what the original idea of chocolate starfish, where the name comes from? I'm sort of You're letting familiar? my mind wander. Yeah, but we won't go into that because it's a family show. But yes, chocolate starfish will be down there. A whole bunch of trade events, uh, people showing different things about motorcycling, widgets, bits and pieces. And we'll be part of that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a nice big stand in the main street of Cows. Oh, it's so cool. I can't wait to show our readers and stuff the stand. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like you do InfoMoto and, and we have our socials and, and, you know, the multimedia stuff we do, podcasting, video, uh, editorial stories, launch, blah, blah, blah. But, but physical presence. Physical yeah. presence. And you don't get to talk to the, the people that read you and watch you. Mm. Um, and I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy the contact of that. Um, and it's sort of, you know, uh, you get ideas out of it. People will talk to you about what they like, what they don't like. They're pretty quick at letting you know. Yeah, I mean, it'd just be cool to meet, talk to people face-to-face with the noise of the bikes in the background. Remember that? I do. And seeing everyone's bikes in the flesh. Mr. COVID had a bit to do with ruining all that stuff. And people are getting out on bikes. I'm seeing this since I've got home. I've done a couple of things. Uh, Just even rides. Yeah, rides and stuff. They're all over the joint. People are really hanging out to use their bikes again. So I think there's going to be a really – a real – strong uplift in motorcycle participation and activity. I'm seeing that. We're seeing that in terms of new motorcycle sales and simply, as you say, I see people out on their bikes all the time. Yep. Um, people are always asking me about new riders are often asking me about how they can get onto a motorcycle, yep. which is nothing could make me happier. Well, I'm really pleased with the, developing that side of InfoMoto that mm. – uh, young people, or not, they don't have to be young, they can be any, but yeah. new beginners or people returning to motorcycling are a bit intimidated by it often. And it's I get daunting, that. and particularly in Australia, they don't make it very easy to get on a motorcycle. No, so. they do everything to make it difficult, if it, it, quite, the, quite the contrary. But yeah. um, I think it's important that, you know, uh, I know particularly males are a little bit tricky about admitting they don't know stuff. Like, it's hard to walk into a group of motorcyclists and be a newbie without feeling a bit intimidated. Yeah, it can be a bit masculine, can't it? Stupid masculinity. Yeah. Uh, and I can remember when I started out motorcycling, I didn't know, you know, my ass from my elbow. Um, 
and it's fine to be like that. I mean, yeah. that's, who's good at something the first time they try it? Well, to be a motorcyclist, not only do you, do you have to be able to ride the thing, but there's a, there's a, a level of mechanical knowledge you must know. You need to know how to change a tyre, change an oil, um, the, the safety of it, the gear. Chain adjustment, you know. There's like, a thousand th- – and you yeah. never stop learning. You've been riding for a never. million that, years and you still, I'm sure you're still learning all the time. That's the great part about it, without yes. waxing lyrical. It is – you. You have a ride and you go, by geez, I just learned something today. It's always someone faster or, you know. Well, I don't find that. No? No, no, that's rarely. I, I, well, I for know, us mere mortals. Yeah, for you normal yeah. people. I mean, Grant Roth thinks he can <laughs> go with me. But everybody knows, <laughs> I, everyone I talk to says, well, at least you're faster than Spanner-Man. So yeah. that, I, I hold that strongly. But, look, getting back to that uh, young motorcyclist or new motorcyclist, uh, we really want to reiterate that we're here for those people. We're here to help. And there's no such yeah. thing as a dumb question. No. Um, so if you're a bit, uh, if you're new to it, welcome. Uh, cross note, you don't know what you've signed on for. <laughs> you poor bastard. Your, your, your whole life is about to <laughs> yeah. change. Be very nice to your spouse, that's all yeah. I can say. And get a fake bank account. Bank account. Yeah. That reminds me. I Bury some I, cash. Haven't spoken to Spanner Man for a while, but no. just reminds me. Uh, in yeah, Havana so, or some tax haven. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. the, oh, before we keep talking smack, um, yeah. we, <laughs> which there will be plenty of. There will be plenty um, of that. For the Festival of Motorcycling, um, we're going to be there for the whole GP weekend. Um, so please, if you see us, come say good day. But we're going to have the Speed Twin there, the Project Speed Twin. Yes. Which has had some bit of work. Well, uh, on top of the stuff that you've probably already seen, the, our uh, the bits and bobs that we uh, got from the Triumph accessory catalogue, and uh, Varex exhaust, Varex all in suspension. Oh, it was a bit more than bits and bobs, but it's uh, probably the finest speech. In fact, uh, yeah. I, I want it. Yeah. But now uh, there's cams going in and a quick shifter, so uh, it'll have a little bit more oomph, and that quick shifter will be fun. But the thing handles, and, and look, it's our first reveal of the bike, really. Public uh, reveal for sure. Yeah, yeah. and look, we've, we're really proud of it, and we want people to come along uh, to the Festival of Motorcycle and climb all over it, ask us questions about it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a draw card for us. Um, and further, we've got a little bit of special news that we'll keep a little bit up our sleeve, but we've been very busy on a very, very exotic build of a... Very, very collectible motorcycle. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a hybrid. It's is it ever? Yeah, we're not going to tell you what it is, but if you're there, if you're if in you're cows there, for the weekend, you'll see it. And uh, yeah, all I'll <laughs> say is it's got a lot of cylinders. If the speed twin, well, I thought the speed twin was a bit ridiculous. This makes it look like a Honda C50. It does. This is off its head. Yeah. This thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jimmy's had a bit to do with it, our business partner. Yeah. And Jimmy is not the sort of bloke that leaves the excitement in the club rooms. He takes it out onto the ground, doesn't he? He leaves no stone unturned. No. and He's, he's a maniac. He is a maniac, lovable maniac. Mm-hmm. And when he builds something, let me tell you. So this is off its face, this thing. I'm really thrilled to to be able to show people what we can do. Yep. Uh, Infomoto is busy doing stuff. We do ride motorbikes. We build them. Um we're not just talking about them in podcasts. No, we love motorbikes. We love motorbikes. It's all motorbikes. So I, I really want to add there too, um, the Festival of Motorcycling, all proceeds go to Zadie's Ra- uh, Rainbow Foundation, which is a fabulous charity. Great cause. One we really believe in. 
and that's where the money goes. So, you know, uh, if you come on down, if you're buying uh, this and that um, and the entry fee to the further activities, the actual stuff on the, the Saturday and the Sunday is free, but there's further activities and, of course, chocolate starfish and and a, uh, a bunch of other f- uh, food In excess and cover band and stuff like that. Just fun stuff. Fun Motorbikes stuff. and – But the money's going to the right yeah. place. No one's making a quid out of this and um, that's something we pretty much believe in as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We've got some pretty awesome stickers <laughs> coming, so come bludge your hey, free stickers. I love the stickers. No, I'm pretty happy with the stickers yeah, too. Um, and <laughs> we'll, we'll be running highlight reels of some of our fabulous video work. Of course. Um, and look, the main thing is some contact. Come and have a chat. Yeah. And then we'll go to the GP the following week. And How good's that going to be? I haven't seen a live what. motorcycle race in what, four, three or four years. Um, yes. And, I mean, we used to go near on ne- every year. Never missed it. It's ever since you guys were little kids. Yeah. And um, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for all of it. I love everything about the MotoGP. And Phillip Island, it, it's it's – Flawed uh, in ways, but it's a marvellous circuit. Nobody, the it's black world stuff class. there is absolutely yeah. uh, you cannot question. And look, it's just exciting. I just love walking around. Uh, I've done it as a punter. I've done it working. Uh, either way, it's great. Um, I used to do the f- famous lap. Yep. Uh, a can- <laughs> a can each. Uh, this is when yeah. I wasn't working, folks, or riding. Well, uh, oh, okay. well, not not for a couple of days. I was usually nursing a hangover. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, a can at each uh, VB truck actually worked out at 13 cans one time. Yeah, well, it's a 3.7 kilometre, isn't it? Well, it's 3.7 kilometres long, but when you do the 13 can trip, it's about eight. Yeah, you do the first half pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Well, you're staggering backwards for a while and then forward again. (laughs) But we don't promote alcohol uh, abuse. But well, look, yes, we do. We, well, we're here to promote <laughs> alcohol abuse. Well, thanks. Look, which brings oh, me no, to no. my next segment. Yes, go on. Drink driving. Is it really that bad? See, <laughs> you can't put an old head on young shoulders, folks. We are not promoting I see what abuse. The big deal is. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. You're not good for the business when you do that. Uh, so, yeah, look, MotoGP, Eichmar, uh, too. Look, I know that um, Spencer do- spends most of his time. Uh, with his face in his computer, uh, getting news for InfoMoto. And I'm proud that w- I think our news is second to none, I, I really do. Spencer is uh, the major driver there. And I know when Eichner comes, you're up, because it's yeah. Europe, you're on Europe time. It's um, it's exhausting, but I actually get a weird thrill from um if, for those who don't know, Eichner is a motorcycle show in Milan. It, it's hard to contextualise for people who are not in the industry, but... That's the time when everyone's revealing their motorcycles all at once. So um, from a journalist perspective, it's all guns blaze and there's often three major bike reveals within an hour. And, of course, we try and get our stuff to our readers as quickly as possible. So, Well, people demand that. Well, as they should. Yeah, yeah. they want the stuff. And uh, we're very often first. We've even been first in the world before, which is a pretty big thing for well, our little outfit. Yeah, I think we do a good job of it, but... Um, it, yeah, it's just an exciting time to be talking about motorbikes. Well, GP, the GP, yeah. the festival, because during the winter, I mean, I've spent a winter sunning myself in, in the northern climes. I didn't go through the horrible winter that Melbourne did. But what I do know is in the winter in motorcycle, and we all know, things slow down. Um, new bike reveals are, are much slower in this part of the world. So, you know, you scratch around for a bit of news, 
and then all of a sudden the sun comes out. When and, it rains, it storms. And then Eichma, which oddly goes into the European winter, but uh, every you know every every manufacturer's got at least one bike, and mm. often there'll be three or four per manufacturer. Um, so you're at the computer with just news coming in, coming in, coming in. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, rewriting stuff. So we don't run press release. We rewrite everything. Well, we don't rewrite. We write. We write. But um, right. yeah, we already know about it. We've got a couple of inklings already. I probably shouldn't say some of this stuff, but I'm going to. Um, I expect Look out. Uh, probably uh, the new Royal Enfield Himalayan to be revealed uh, with a bigger, slightly bigger motor. 650 twin uh, variant in a cruiser platform, possibly the revived Honda Hornet, which you would have ridden Honda Hornets back when they were. They were uh, a big model. Uh, very, yeah, yeah. great. Uh, yeah, use, use the uh, 900 engine. Um, the, the quintessential uh, Japanese uh, usable motorcycle. Um, really, really good thing. Good, a, a good moniker. Well, uh, sorry. Of course, they had the 600 as well, but... Um, yeah, well, they've, they've built a, uh, a 750cc twin, which, um, you know, like it seems like everything's that's a an all new twin now. That's an all new motor, isn't it? Spence? All new motor. Look, it's a twin, which is often less exciting, but they seem to be making them work now. And um, the output figures look good. And that engine also may make its way into the rumored Honda Transalp adventure bike. So there's some names for you Transalp Hornet. Yeah, like yeah, that's machine. well. I'm pleased to see that. I mean, uh, the Japanese uh, sometimes they haven't been great in cashing in in the fantastic history they've got. Right? Uh, yeah. Not really good at that, and they're finally sort of working out that. Guess what? Our history is really good, and let's talk about it. Mm. Uh, and the Transalp, I'm excited about that. I rode one of those uh, right out to uh, Lake Eyre. Oh, did you? Uh, Off road. Years and years what ago. What did they have them in them originally? Oh, they... A bit before me. Yeah. Well, they had the little, uh, the small motor. Um, I've got to remember exactly the layout there. Yeah. But um, the point was, it was a very usable... Uh, so like your mid, lower mid-weight. Oh, a lot lighter, Spence. You know, like, um, I find some of the big adventure bikes big too big, if I'm yeah, honest now. Me too. They're, they're a bit much for me. Now, you're, you're really good riders... Don't struggle. I've watched guys out in the dirt that can really throw those around. Yep. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, and I like the idea of a mid-weight. Um, so, yeah, Transalp. Yeah. I'll, that's the sort of bike I reckon I could own. Big front wheel? I would hope it would have a 21-inch front wheel. That I don't know that, but, I mean, I don't even know if it exists, but I sort of do. Um, but well, that, that plays against things like the Yamaha Tenere and Aprilia's Tuareg 660 that we reviewed the other week. So... That's really a growing segment, that like dirt bike style, dual sport, 21-inch front wheel. Yes. Um, something you can actually take on a single track. Well, let's let's move to that, the Tuareg. You recently rode Aprilia's new Tuareg 660 mm. on the launch of the bike and in pretty demanding conditions, I'm told. Yeah, sand. I haven't ridden much sand, so it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> Sand's a mongrel. Yeah, it is. I've bastard. never mastered sand. No, but uh, I... Um, that Aprilia Tuareg 660 might be the best bike I've ridden in 2022. It Gee might whiz. be the best bike I've ridden. Jeez. So astonishing. Yeah. And um, I'm not of the ability to really find its limits. I'll be the first to admit that. But for 
if you review a bike as fit for purpose, yes, that does exactly what it says on the tin and and some. Yep. Um. So very very impressed with that motorcycle. That seems to be the universal uh, idea. People are yeah. saying, you know, like if one bloke says a bike's good, big deal. But um, everyone's pretty much singing the praises of that bike. It's a good. I mean. Where where it may be an issue commercially is just Aprilia's um, dealership network is tiny, so actually getting one may be an issue. Um, speaking to PS Importers, the distributor of Aprilia in Australia, they say they went really hard on their allocation. Yes, because they reckon it's going to be a big. So they've up. taken a bit they've of. They've got a heaps of them. Yeah. Apparently, right. Um, That's good. So nice to hear. Yeah, we've been hearing about stock shortages. Yeah. Nice to hear that you can go and buy one of these things. Yeah, well, uh, they've got a lot of them. But as I said, the dealership network's pretty small. So I don't know how that'll work for people in really remote areas. Um, well, that's the that rationalisation's been happening across a lot of brands. Yeah. Um, well, Aprilia is a boutique manufacturer. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, you know, arguably. Um, but it, what it does highlight is that people are looking for that mid-weight. mid-weight. Yeah. Um, pardon me. Um they're looking for a lighter bike that you can actually drop. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, you, look, you, you fall off dirt bikes, let's be honest. Um, they've got to be able to take a bit of a crash, small, you know, uh, and you've got to be able to pick the bloody things up. Now, yeah. if, if I get on something like a 1250 or, you know, the big ones, and they go ass up, I'm flat out picking them up. Yeah, well, something like a like a Tenere or a Tuareg or whatever, they're about 200 kilograms. Uh R1250 or Tiger 1200 or something, you're talking upwards of 240, and that's significant. An extra 30 kilograms at, at, at high. Up around its neck, yeah. yeah. Yep. This is the InfoMoto podcast. Presented by Autoglim. Okay, Snag, I've got a bit of a surprise for you. I don't like surprises. A new segment called... Uh, What's he up to? Working title. Guess that motorbike. Oh, guess a very professional. Guess it. Very, guess very professional. We'll, we'll sting work there. on the branding. Jeez. So I've got <laughs> bit down I've home. Prepared earlier, three ten-second clips. Of three. three different motorcycles, right. Right. and I want you to guess the motorcycle based solely on the sound. You get ten seconds. Yeah. I'll give right. you one hint. We've got one from the seventies. Oh, because they made a few bikes in the seventies. Can't be that many. One from the noughties. Right. And. One from the modern era. Right now. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a motor that you could buy in a new motorcycle. See, this is going to make me look stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what it's designed that to do? That is what it's designed to do. Jesus Christ. So, all right. Guess that motorbike. Motorbike. Motorcycle one. I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> Would you like to hear it again? Go again. Bow. What year is this one? It's modern era. I oh, see. Oh, fucking who knows that? <laughs> it's an Aprilia RSV4, as I'm sure everyone is yelling at their screens right now. Didn't know. 
Okay. Motorcycle 2. I uh, I reckon I know this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a Ducati. Bing, bing, bing. Now, that dry clutch gives it away. And I reckon it's a 916. You got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one You're was, one for one. That was easy. Okay, the tiebreaker for if you win the grand prize. This is either if I get two, I'm, I'm all right. If I get one, I'm a dickhead. Is that it? Yeah. That's pretty much the The RSV4 was a bit rude, I thought. But anyway, go on. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm hurt. I should have made it a bit easier. Yeah. One that you'd known. Well, that would have been good. <laughs> okay. For, for the third one, motorcycle number three. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Well, that's a vertical twin. I know that. I reckon that's a Bonneville. So close. What is it? It's a Norton 850 Commando, a motorcycle you once owned. Well, you know why I wouldn't get that? Why? Because they never run. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard one. Yeah, no one has. They weren't called Norton, they were called Not Run. <laughs> but anyway, very good. Bonneville's pretty close. Pretty, pretty yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Oh, fuck. Do we, that's going on the cutting room floor, I'll tell you what It's that one. not. <laughs> what you should have done is told me what they were before. Yes. I would look good. We could have fooled them. I like that. What's that called again? Guess that motor. Cycle. Cycle. You're going to work on the sting. Yeah. It's a work right. in progress. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, I was Fantastic. up late last night organising <laughs> that segment. How you been? All right. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. All right, now what next? What else are we going to talk about, Spence? The blessing of the bikes. Oh, I forgot to mention that too. Oh, of course. Blessing the, of the bikes. The GP thing. Yes, uh, uh, blessing of the bikes. It's not overly religious or anything like that. Relax. But it's a blessing of the bikes and uh, that's become a big thing and that's part of that deal. I don't know if it's going to help me. Although uh, what I wanted to tell you on my snags lap that I didn't tell you about. I shouldn't say this. I, I never dropped a bike. It f- did fall off a stand at a pub, but I never dropped a bike. Sand? Now, That's pretty incredible. Well done. I couldn't believe that. You, it's not over yet, though. I've got to do Tassie. Yeah, See, mean, now I've tempted the yeah, gods, yeah. haven't I? That was foolish. I know. What a dickhead. <laughs> now, what's upcoming for you, mate? Are you? Uh, what's Infomoto got to explain about itself? We've got our new sponsor, Auto Glim. We talked about that. Very pleased about that. Yeah, it's a good stuff. We move in Eichma. I'm Oh, I'll tell you what I haven't told you about. Oh, yeah. I bought myself a new motorbike while you weren't looking. I kept it a bit on the download. Did you? Yeah. I bought myself a 1996 T300 Triumph Daytona 1200. As you, oh, as you do. I think I know where you got that from. Well, it was a friend of ours Yeah, moved, moved it on. He I spe- thought that sold rather quickly. He spent it, he, yes, he spent it a, a fortune getting it absolutely right and then sold it. So uh, one man's uh, sorrow is another man's happiness. When do you get it? Uh, I've got it. 
I've actually done some you cave saved on it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I kept it a bit dark. So it's a big yellow canary. I've yeah. already nicknamed it Jaeger because I had a ride on it and I felt like a test pilot. You had one. You already had one. I had a Super Three, which was the nine hundred version, and there was only eight hundred and five of those built. That was a bit of a special one. Mm. Uh, that's in the hands of a good friend of ours who Guido. bought it for me, Guido. Uh, I love that bike, but a bit exotic, uh, and it was a bit money, a bit much money sitting in the shed. And again, one man's loss is another man's win. The bikes are in the family, but this Daytona, mate, she's pretty well mint. Um, really, everything's new suspension right through, all the seals done, uh, brakes rebuilt. Uh, it's a rocket, one hundred and forty-seven brake horsepower. Um, big. Big bike. What year is it? 1996, which is the best year of them, I'm told. Gold calipers, folks, right. for you. Uh, Anorex. Yeah, so I'm really happy with that. I've now got Cicero, the uh, S1000XR, which is just the love of my life, but now I've got another toy. Yeah. I had the shed without a toy in it, Spence. Yeah. And it was bugging me. And uh, my partner has a, uh, a Howard replica, a beautiful uh, limited edition Griso. An RS twelve fifty. I was feeling a bit emasculated. We got to yeah. We got to get that MHR and the Daytona. Well, that's another thing I can talk about. I'm going to get video. the Daytona out with the MHR. Keep an eye out for that video. Uh, you know, two iconic bikes, particularly particularly the MHR. Uh, Eric Banner's making a movie about Mike Harwood. I I think there's going to be a resurgence of interest in Mike Harwood mm. uh, alongside that, um, and. The MHR was a fantastic – well, it saved Ducati, um, let's be honest. Mike saved Ducati during that. That's a whole nother story. A whole nother story. No, I don't like that. A whole nother. A whole other. A whole other. And whole other. And whole other. And whole – Another. That's a whole another story. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, that's exciting. New motorcycle. I can't believe I'm a bit jealous. You can have a ride. Where's my one? Where's you can my... have a ride. Get matching. Well, ones. if you bloody, you know, go to the <laughs> bank and get some money out. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll right, so I'll ask the bank, give me some money, please. They, well, they Can do. I have some money, please. They tend to, yeah. but not if you're self-employed. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I say I'm I'm a director of Info Moto Proprietary Limited. They say they get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> get him. Leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, a heap of stuff coming up. Info Moto's going really well. The numbers are good, Spence. Yeah. You told me. Yeah, life's good. Uh, everyone's having a good time. Uh, really looking forward to Eichmann. I want to see what comes out. Um, I can't wait to see the hybrid beastie yeah. in all its glory. Yeah. Uh, and look, uh, onward and upward for InfoMoto. Absolutely. Is that it? Yeah. Have you got any other ideas? Want to talk any ru- more rubbish? I haven't got any or? other segments. No. Well, oh, don't forget I've got uh, Tassie upcoming. Yep, of course. Now, are you going to come with me or what? Chance would be a fine thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Be all right, wouldn't it? Nothing wrong with Tassie yeah. in the spring, mate. Yeah. So. How long do you think it will take to do the lap of the Apple oh, Isle? Oh, look, you could do it in a day if you want to, but I reckon I'll do it in a week. Yeah. Like, go to Queenstown and Hellier Gorge. All those sort of Targa uh, yeah. uh, elephant crossing. What's it called? Elephant's Some, Pass. Yeah, something like that. Elephant's Ass. Yeah. Sick. So there's that, um, and a summer of riding, camping, uh, infomotoing. Yeah, it's kind of good that you've ended up sort of delaying the Tassie thing a little bit because it'd just be so much nicer with dry roads, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Tassie in the wet's a bit challenging. Yeah, pretty gnarly. 
Um, but yeah, you do it. But I mean, I've done it. It's it no fun. Yeah, it's no fun. Those decreasing radius corners. Yeah, slick and, and icy bits too. Looks like it? an LP record. The yeah, surface. Yeah, you're like, eh, eh, eh. yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, that's uh, looking forward to that summer because I, I didn't get I didn't get winter. No, you I was skipped there, it. I was up there at Cable Beach. Yeah, and, well, yeah, dancing around with the ostrich and schoolgirls. <laughs> oh, that's another podcast. Isn't yeah, it? not that one. All right, well, we're just bullshitting now. Yeah, this is just bad. It's, it's just shit. Mm. All right, folks, glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Um, Info Moto, get amongst it. Rock and roll. This is the InfoMoto Podcast. Presented by Autoglim.